What is he, deaf? Don't you get it? We're too small, he can't hear us. Dad! Dave. Five years Not yet! It works! Zelensky, don't no, do it! Hello and welcome to Rose Tint Review, the show where every week we pick something that we're feeling nostalgic for. We then revisit and review it to find out if our hindsight is truly 2020 or if we've just been wearing rose tinted glasses. I'm your host, Michael Jerbez, and I'm joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Connor O'Keen. I, I I have nothing uh, prepared as like a funny quip for this one. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Dropping the ball, man. I know. I know. Hang you on, hit episode on. 100 and just like the the energy goes down. You stop caring. Start phoning it in. <laughs> Speaking of what didn't phone it in <laughs> is this week's movie. <laughs> there you go. Take that. Honey, I set him up, you knock him down. That's right. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the 1989 family comedy film written by Stuart Gordon, Brian Yazuna, and Ed Naha, directed by Joe Johnston. Yes. Uh, is this a directorial debut? Yes, it is a directorial debut. Holy fuck, this guy did uh, Jumanji. Holy shit. Oh, my God. That makes a bit of sense. It, do, it does make a bit of sense. Mm-mm-mm. Uh-oh. What is, what is shrunk in pre-production? Is Uh-oh. there a fucking Disney Plus reboot happening? <laughs> God <laughs> damn no. it, Disney Plus. <laughs> well, you know what makes less sense is you mentioned uh, story, by, uh, story by Stuart Gordon. Do you know who Stuart Gordon is? Uh, no. He's the man who brought us fucking Reanimator and From Beyond uh, to fucking infamous 80s horror films. Uh, Reanimator uh, being famously having a scene where a decapitated head gives head. Oh. Uh, wow. And okay. then this, yeah, then the, the fucking what? How, how many years later? Four years later, <laughs> four years later, he, he pens the story for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, geez, wow, you ne- you never know. You never know, man. What you do never you know? know. Yep. Okay. Well, I should probably finish uh, telling our good listeners who it stars. Yeah, of course. On. Rick Moranis, Marcia Starsman, Amy O'Neill, Robert Oliveri, Tom Wilson Brown, and Jared Rushton. That's right. Also starring Christine Sutherland, who mm-hmm. I got all excited when I saw uh, because she plays Buffy's mum, Joyce Summers in oh. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And she she hasn't had a huge career. She hasn't done many other roles other than Buffy. So, shit, we're having to pick one of the movies that she is actually in. Uh, and, I, and I got all happy because I like her. She's cool. Very nice. Yeah. She plays good mum. <laughs> That wasn't meant to sound suspect. It, it, it does sound suspect. Though. It sounds very suspect. <laughs> well, watch Ruffy and then fucking get back to me. Tell All me right. to play okay. your mom. The scientist father of a teenage boy and girl accidentally shrinks his and two other neighborhood teens to the size of insects. Now the teens must fight diminutive dangers as the father searches for them. Fucking diminutive dangers. What Ooh, the fuck? Look at that. That sounds good, doesn't it? Thanks, IMDb. I mean, this this movie is plenty exciting, but that makes it sound far more oh diminutive. Of course, diminutive, but diminutive dangers. <laughs> Sorry, I was I, uh, <laughs> I I was like that sounds fucking tough, baby. No, it just means small. Of course. Sorry. <laughs> oh Christ! Honey, uh. <laughs> I shrunk my vocabulary. <laughs> okay. Stay back, boy. This thing works. This will put us right up there with the invention of electricity. First man in space. First dog in space. Come on. Shrink. 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 
other hand, we've come up with an interesting way of making applesauce. This this movie is uh, classic 80s, like, you know, family film fun. You jumped the gun mentioning Jumanji. I didn't really, like, make the connection myself. Like, that wasn't the reason why I picked this movie because we did Jumanji yeah. a few weeks ago. But as I was watching this, I was like, this is kind of like your Jumanji kind of adventure. Yeah, a little bit. It, it's um, Wacky circumstance, uh, putting the kids in danger. You know. Yeah, for sure. It's funny. Uh, you say this is like a you know classic 80s family fun film. I had it in my head that this came out in the 90s for some reason. Well, this is it's late 80s, so it's 89, so it's just on the yeah, cusp. Yeah, it's on the cusp, but still, I, I couldn't, have, couldn't have picked that. Being on um, the cusp feels like the 80s are well and truly like formed as a decade mm. uh, as like the you know the style and the what what trappings are involved with an 80s movie um mm. that you imagine this feels like it has it all because it's like it's right at the end of that decade so it's not missing out yeah. on anything yeah for sure we haven't missed 80s character development because it's like an early 80s movie or something yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. all of the sequels go on to uh early be 90s, 90s. Kids, yeah yeah which are not as good um before I talk about my memories of this movie, my memories of the sequels is that the second one I really dislike. Mm. It's called Honey We Honey I Blew Up the Kid, which I feel like I don't know if that's got a different name in other territories because that sounds like something that the the thing that like rings better in your head is Honey I Blew Up the Baby. Like that rings that's got a ring to it. Compared to, honey, I blew up the kid. But I don't yeah. know if they thought blew up the baby sounds kind of violent in America, and they're like, <laughs> it sounds oh, a little. No. I mean, it sounds a little violent, but it, but also like it's uh, if I saw a thing that said, honey, I blew up the baby. I, I don't know if I'd uh, shit. Maybe the honey is enough of a giveaway, but I don't know if I would like make the connection that it's the sequel to Honey I Shrunk the Kids. I don't know if Honey I Blew Up the Kid is like, honey enough. and kid kids honey. Yeah, I know, but you know. It sounds it's weird. It's not great. It's a terrible. It's, it's a terrible. fucking terrible naming convention to con- to to try and continue. Yeah, it is. It is terrible. And as long as as well as that movie being terrible, I don't I don't remember liking it at all. Um, but then the third film in the series, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, I remember liking more. But again, I can't. I can't say. It goes back to the classic formula of them being teeny tiny instead of being like, oh, attack of the one hundred and twenty foot tall toddler. Kind yeah. of territory, and then I also know that there was a um, there was a like really cool virtual roller coaster in Disneyland that was called Honey I Shrunk the Audience. <laughs> Cute, but I'm getting ahead of myself. When I was a kid, we watched this movie. I can't remember how old I was, like pretty young, you know, maybe like ten to twelve ish or something. Yeah, watched it as like a family movie night. And had an absolute blast with it. Such a like exciting adventure movie with all this crazy stuff. Mm. Remember the whole, you know, family loving it. So like, you know, that that kind of that atmosphere of like watching the family movie with the family and everybody mm. having like this exciting fun time, you yeah, know, really yeah, cements yeah. it as this like cool experience. Because I don't, I think that was probably the only time I watched it. I think I've only seen this like once beforehand. Mm. Uh, but it left such such a good impression from that. It left such a good impression that I was keen to watch the sequels, and then was like, "Yeah, <laughs> hey, well, that's cool." I, uh, I I think I only watched this, and I'm not even sure I watched it all the way through, or if I caught the whole thing uh, at a friend's house. I distinctly remember the friend's like house living room being the setting. It was during the day. I don't think either of us were really paying attention. That's my only experience with this movie coming into it, really. Um, I, I don't know why it didn't make a good impression uh, enough for me to want to watch it, you know, uh, again on my own. And I wish I had an experience with this movie akin to yours because, fuck, it's really good. It's yes. really fucking good. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about it with you because this, this is like, I mean, it's funny that it's the Jumanji director. I had no idea watching it, but I was like, this reminds me of Jumanji, but it's far less uh, uneven an experience. Yeah, yeah, I, I would, I agree. And I was a little worried coming into this one that it was going to be another Richie Rich for me, where I was going to be like, "It's fine, it's just fine." But no, this movie's wonderful. It, it this excels totally, absolutely. 
I've, I thought it was funny that you're thinking about a Richie Rich because I thought that the um, the flubber examples would have been much closer with the wacky well, inventor opening so, credits. Yeah, yeah, flubber. It did make me the opening credits did make me think of uh, flubber because the like almost like fucking Ren and Stimpy looking cartoon intro yeah is not really indicative of what's to come and then we get like the wacky invention you know the Wallace and Gromit push button for breakfast kind of stuff yeah, happening yeah. and I'm like uh oh uh oh and I knew Rick Moranis was in this movie and I I couldn't remember again like how they how Rick Moranis played it because like in the posters and stuff his face is all big and he's got that kind of uh, I don't know he's good for kids films like he's got a kind of he can put his face behind a, a magnifying <laughs> glass and be like, whoa, look at this big nerd. He's got a big mouth. And I thought they were going to play that up way more. I thought it was going to be like, oh, no, I shrunk the kids. Oh, God. Like, I thought it was going to be really fucking obnoxious and unbearable. But, um, no, it's it's great. Like, once he, he starts talking, you're like, oh, he's it's far more subdued than anticipated. Mm. No, it's not... Uh- it's hard to imagine uh, 80s movie with a with a father w- wacky mad scientist inventor isn't comically like over the top. Yeah, yeah. And kind of nobody in this movie is comically over the top, but they're all kind of um they're they're playing up stereotypes or whatever like the dad hmm. who wants his son to, you know, play sports and play, play sports and go fishing and do, you know, blokey shit. But he's also like again, he's that character is like just subdued enough to be kind of uh, endearing and and relatable. Yeah, you know, and and in a way, you kind of you like him. You know, he's not uh, this completely antagonistic douchebag. Stuff all loaded. Ready to fire. Got the best spot on the lake. You looking forward to it? Tubular. It's only twelve, and he's already thinking about construction. Why can't Russell be more like that? Oh, honey, just give him a chance. Yeah, no, I had an an absolute blast uh, watching this on a on a cold day with like a blanket on and being all cuddled <laughs> up and being like, oh boy, let's let's go back to my childhood. And it didn't didn't disappoint. Ah, good. I think I could remember most of the uh, like the the main beats of the story, but that didn't mm. really um, make it any less enjoyable to watch, like knowing what was going to happen next or anything. Yeah, you know, I um, I I think I had like a couple of sequences maybe in my head, similar to what you mentioned about Jumanji. That kind of like, uh, you you associate these like I don't know like textural kind of yeah, feelings yeah. with the movie. So like the mud and like the giant cookie and stuff like that. I, I remembered that distinctly. Uh, but my I've only ever seen Honey, I Blew Up the Kid once as well, and probably only in part as well. And it kind of bled into my memory of this. So I was like, oh. don't, they end up in, don't they end up in New York? Isn't there a giant baby or some <laughs> shit in this movie? Like, don't they, doesn't some, doesn't that it uh, leave the backyard? Um, but it doesn't. It's all in the backyard. And I kind of, I really like that. I like that it's this, like, this larger than life adventure all within, you know, a, a very middle class, lower middle class suburban backyard. Yeah, it's wonderful. Like, when, when uh, as they explain... That's like ten square miles of, mm. of, of like forest, kind of when they're yeah. when they're at that size. So yeah, why not? Like you don't need to leave the the backyard. It's perfect. Yeah, and they make the most of it, dude. Like the the sets and the practical effects, they're fucking wonderful. They're so cool. The just the gigantic, you know, whatever it is, whether it's like the the broom that's sweeping or <laughs> uh, like dog hair or the huge um, what are those uh? Those like funny um, round flowery things that you blow and they all like blow off into uh, dandelions. Yeah, that's it's like that. Those they had like some gigantic versions of those like popping off and floating away and stuff. Yeah, yeah. When, when there's wind happening and it's like, oh man, just the, the the gigantic scale of these sets that they built. Or like you know, yeah. just a giant Cheerio. That yeah, is the in giant the Cheerio is so cool. <laughs> it's all so awesome. Yeah, I remember that like. You know, loving that as a kid and and all of that like special effects and stuff like that still still gets me now. It's it's super cool. Mm. Uh, it's funny. It's got a bit of like you were saying that textural kind of grossness that Jumanji has, where like you know everything's like because you're all like shrunken down. Like the 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 blades of grass are all like furry and yeah yeah stuff it's weird, and eh? the 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 little, the little ant 
It's got all its little in- furry Hands insect stuff. bits. And it's a little bit gross, but it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't trigger in me what that response is in Jumanji where I'm like, ugh, gross. Like mm. most of it, I'm like, this is cool. Giant cookie. I, I remembered it being an Oreo, but it's not an Oreo, but it's got the cream filled center and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I love that idea. I could, you know, just shovel bits of Oreo cream into my mouth. <laughs> it's, it's not It's not disgusting me at all. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great... Neat little concept. It feels pretty like fresh and un like untreaded ground for the most part. The thing I am thinking of the most in the terms of like oh, like the, the, your your like shrunken tiny people kind of thing. You've got uh like what is it called the Fantastic Voyage or whatever that everybody always yeah. does the yeah. like. There's the Rick and Morty episode. There's the Futurama episode of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Mighty Boosh episode of it. Uh, you got like Gulliver's tra- Travels. But that's mm-hmm. kind of that thing, but he's like the big one and they're all tiny. But as a like wacky 80s inventor, shrink ray, and then getting stuck in the backyard, it, it all feels really inspired, really nice, uh, like obstacles and all that, that shit going on. And the the narrative of like the parent, what's going on with the parents as well, doesn't like slow the pace down or mm. th- th- them, they don't get frustrating being dumb parents or whatever. No, no, like you're, it's, it's, you could very easily run into that problem of like waiting for characters to discover shit that we know. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just, that's so frustrating in, in some movies here. It's, it's not so much because it makes sense. Like, the, of course, the parents aren't going to figure it out. It's more frustrating when it's something that, you know, if, if the characters are focused on solving this mystery, why haven't they figured this thing out? Why haven't they looked here yet? Like, yeah. it's usually the, the reason for them not, finding you know x y or z uh before we have is usually like pretty um really it's usually a real contrivance just to stretch the plot out yeah. um but here, here it's like no this makes sense of course they're not gonna like find them straight away they're tiny in in you know exactly. a lawn. like yeah. how are you gonna find that um and the fact that like because you got like the the baseball going through the 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 attic window and landing mm. on the circuit board and blocking the laser and then suddenly like that makes the machine work it's like that's a little bit of a goofy idea but it's like fine and then it starts like just randomly shooting stuff all over the room so that his couch is gone and that's like a mm. bigger thing that he can notice like that's a stranger mm, yeah. thing than like oh my kids aren't home yeah, yeah they could have yeah, gone yeah, to the mall yeah. they could have been whatever but when yeah. he goes to sit down and just where he's used to being able to like you know sink down and he mm. falls like his ass on the floor and he's like what how where's the couch gone out of like it's it's a double seated couch mm. who's who's taken it out of the attic and walked it down some stairs or something Mm. You ever tried moving a couch up a flight of stairs? It's not easy. Yes, and no. And then by the time Rick Moranis figures it out, because he finds that little couch, it's all at once he's, like, figuring everything out at once. Like, it's not just, like, slowly, like, piecemealing it. It's like Mm. he goes, oh, shit, this means the machine works. That's what must have happened to them. Oh, my God, I've thrown them out in the garbage. They're somewhere in the lawn. And he understands straight away. And then when he's looking in the lawn, he like, a detail that I really like is that he's immediately like whispering when he's mm. trying to find them. It gives him enough credit that it's like a nice middle ground of, yeah, he's, he's a bit of a bumbling inventor, but sort of like we were talking about how like Flubber doesn't make a lot of sense when you like think any, any like reasonable adult thought yeah, for one go, second, how are you everything fucking falls apart. It's like, you're not functional. You've got all of these, like you've invented all these robots yet still your university is like, on on the brink of closing and yeah yeah, yeah and it's yeah. all this weird stuff where it's like no the, the the other inventions do work like you know him like typing on his computer and it like printing out a little uh, receipt message downstairs it's like that's cool for the eighties like that wasn't something that we could do we didn't have instant message then mm-hmm. and and all of those things that he's built aren't greater than the idea of the shrink ray yeah. where like flubber doesn't necessarily feel as as big of an invention as a f- literal floating robot yeah, that is artificial yeah, yeah, yeah. intelligence. It's like, why are we focusing on the on the green bouncy ball? Yeah, he cre- he creates a floating robot that can love <laughs> yeah. to the point where it will try to sabotage your marriage. <laughs> and we're focused on the green blob that makes things bouncy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where this, it's Fucking like hell. he's got a bunch of little, like, kind of trivial inventions of things that aren't that incredible or amazing they've got that little bit of like the gremlins invention vibe to it 
And yeah, but yeah, then yeah. the shrink ray is this grand, crazy idea. But then we also give him credit where he underst- he he has built this thing ninety nine percent of the way to working. So he does actually mm. understand some of this science. So of course he would be familiar enough to to immediately understand like, oh, if they're tiny, my voice will sound booming to their mm. tiny little insect ears. So yeah. I should whisper and I should do this and that and all of that's great. I love him. The makeshift like pulley system in the backyard, so he's like <laughs> counterweighting it with a TV, and he's swinging around and stuff. Oh man, I love I love that fucking uh, shot of the uh, of uh, Big Russ coming out smoking <laughs> a cigarette and seeing the, the the mum and the dad on the either side of the pulley thing. He mm. like chokes on his own cigarette. <laughs> oh fuck! I, I I had so much fucking fun with. Both of the parents in this, but especially Big Russ, mm, he is yeah. so fucking funny. It's it's a good job, like you say. Like he's not over the top, so that you can still actually kind of like empathize with him a bit. Yeah, understand where yeah. he's coming from. Yeah, he's he's not a, a bad dude. He's just a fucking a, like again like lower middle class idiot. <laughs> likes yeah. his fish, you know. Likes fishing. Likes sports. He Simple was as. he was captain of the football team in in high school, but now he's like a balding dude. Yeah. Yeah, but like that, like overbearing father archetype can be like so, uh, like overbearing and stuff. Uh, you, I mean, yeah, it can be. It can be really off putting, and and it can be, I don't know, played just for again, like an antagonistic mm. force. Whereas here, it's like I don't know. You can tell he really cares about his kids and stuff. He's just he's doing what he thinks is is the right thing to do to set his kids up for a you know a happy future of balding and fishing <laughs> but you know I mean, that's not what the kids want and yeah. by the end of the movie he experiences some growth you know yeah exactly it's cute when he's talking to the cat and he's like what am i doing wrong yeah yeah exactly <laughs> fuck i uh, i mean how how do you want to like Tackle this. Are we already tackling this? Are we going through the plot or, guess, or can we just jump around? We could, I guess we can jump around. Uh, you okay, because I want to talk about the fucking scene where the, where the police officers come to the, <laughs> to the door. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. That 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 had me laughing, like, so consistently and in such a... Those are those are adult jokes. That that thing of the the police officer who's just like mm-hmm, and he's like, what what is that? What does that mean? What are you writing? You're like, why do I feel like I'm the one on trial here? I can't imagine, dear. What do you mean you can't imagine? Well, I think we have enough to get started. Please give us a call if you hear from the boys. Oh fuck, it's so funny. Yep. Uh, yeah, that whole that whole bit's great, and then the the it's just like gag after gag that 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 scene and it's not like goofy shit it's it's clever and then ramping up the absurdity of like having the police be like oh christ another you know another missing kid wait it's next door they go next door and he's got the big thing on his head <laughs> With the he's just told his yeah 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 he's just told his wife that they're in the backyard and he's like did you file a missing kids thing he's like no no our children are in the backyard right honey and then she just faints and he's like she's he just shuts the door <laughs> it's fucking great uh, and then she dons on the the bicycle helmet with the the lights and the magnifying glasses, and and then hops in the the the, the pulley system <laughs> thing as yeah. well, and starts looking for him. Yeah, I like their dynamic too. I like their relationship where it's like she, you know, they the movie starts with them, her, the mum having spent the night at her, her mother's place. Yeah, um, you know, because they had a fight or whatever. But they come back and have like a like you know you know how was your day? Oh, good, I sold a house. You know, oh, awesome! You know, how was your thing? Like, it's nice. Yeah, it, and it, and even though, even though, and and like when she realizes that the, the shrink ray thing works, she's you know she she's never like you know you and your fucking inventions. Like she understands that's his job, that's his his passion, and he's good at it. He's just you know on a bad streak or whatever. Yeah, and same with the same with the uh, with with Buffy's mum uh, <laughs> and and her relationship with uh, with Big Russ. Mm. She's kind of like fun and and takes the piss out of him and stuff. But there's there's a there's love there. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. I like the the parents' relationship because yeah, it it, it again feels really similar to Flubber, where he's missing the he's missing the weddings of the fiance, but then she's still like, no, but I still love you. I'll I'll get married to you. I'll have a third wedding. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Where this yeah, is like yeah. bumbling professor, uh, kind of kind of not prioritizing things right or whatever. But then like. They actually like sit down and talk mm. <laughs> and and like, you know, understand like what their difficulties are and actually change the behavior around it instead of just mm. keep doing the same bullshit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then just be like, oh, well, I'll still marry him anyway, even though he hasn't changed at all <laughs> and is still doing the exact same terrible things. It doesn't have the that, like, symptom to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess we can talk about, uh, we haven't talked about the uh, the dangers. Oh, the, the, the diminutive. The dangers. Dangers, yeah. Of the backyard, starting with, a like, a, a silly slide. Yeah, of a, of a, that, of a little so cute blade of grass. All that is is really cool. Like the there's 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 a few effects that have dated a little bit worse than others. Uh, mostly yeah, some just, of the uh, like what are they the reprojection stuff? Yeah, or I think I don't know if it was reprojection or whether it was like a, a green screen or whatever. I think it was mm. probably more green screen than reprojection because sometimes you can see like the really obvious like weird cutout. Of them, oh, yeah. Where I yeah. think reprojection doesn't have that issue as okay. much. Um, but yeah, those are there's a there's a few shots that look really good like that, and then there's a few shots where you go like, oh, that's a little little a rough nice. around the edges. But then mm. that that shot is always very very short. It's a really quick shot most of the time because you're like, yeah, they, they knew it was rough and they had to prioritize yeah. like certain shots and stuff. Yeah, it's one of those things that that stitches. It's usually used to stitch two things together, and you kind of go, ah, it's a band aid, you know, whatever. What what was Really, really impressive still for the time as well as the fact that it is a similar thing of, you know, superimposing an image behind them or whatever or putting them in a, you know, on a different background is when they're getting flown around by the bee or the fly or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. that That's like really, really impressive. That looks mm. really good still. It really holds totally. up. Um, mm-hmm. All of the, 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 the dads like reacting to it and swinging around and stuff yeah. looks really, really, really good. Oh, you buy it. You don't go like, oh, God. Yeah. Um, and it's not just that thing where it's like, oh, look, the camera's the point of view. We're going to, like, just spin it around their head a bit and they're going to, like, swat at the camera. Like, you get, mm. you can see the fly f- buzzing around and stuff and that's that's super impressive. But, like, all mm-hmm. of the, just all of the sets of, like, the, the, the gigantic versions of things look awesome. Yeah. I mean, even the, like, the kitchen countertop. Yeah, uh, like towards the end is, is and like, the the attic floor at the beginning of like you can oh, just see that. the really yeah, yeah. really like thick wood grain to everything and the the mm. nails in the boards are these gigantic things. Mm-hmm. Um, and them getting swept up by the broom is pretty cool for the most of it as well. Like all of the dust stuff and them like running back and forwards because of the sweeping motion. It's like you know, oh no, there's huge things like coming down and like blocking them off. And yeah, yeah. Actually, that's something I remember too uh, as a kid. The um the pollen. That the yeah. kid falls into being like these big like chunks of pollen. Mm. I love that where he's like, "Get out of there! You're allergic to pollen. It's too big. I'm too little to breathe it in." <laughs> All the kids' performances are really good too. Like we've been talking a lot about the parents' performances and those characters being fun and, and engaging and uh, likable and stuff. The kids are really fucking good. I like little Russ. Makes me laugh. Little Russ uh, is, is a lot of fun. And um, what, what, a little is it Nick? Nick, yeah. The other the other boy, the boy who doesn't want to play sports. Wait, no, no, no. Little, you. I think you're getting confused. Little Russ is the older son because he's like Russ oh, Junior. Okay, yes, yes. Okay, that's and that's why he's like pressuring him to be into sports. Yes, yeah, I know. Yeah, I've yeah. gotten my I've gotten my shit mixed up. Sorry, <laughs> I like okay. Ron. I like Ron, the kid who the kid who's like, you know, who hits the baseball through the window. I like that kid. He makes me laugh. He's he's a bit of a pain when he first gets shrunk, you know, uh, arguing with Amy and stuff and being like, oh, girl, oh, this, oh, what if, what if this? <laughs> yeah, I kind of, like, there's a, um, I guess, an age bracket that in movies I find that funny from. Yep, yep. You know, if a kid in real life is talking like that, I'd be like, fuck you. But like, but like in a movie, I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, he's not, he's not terrible by any means. That stuff I just find like a little bit irritating when you're like, come on, dude, we're fucking the size of insects. Like we need to, <laughs> we, we need to work to, together. Uh, but then they, when they have the truce, it's like, yep, cool. They have the truce. And then like, you know, all of his stuff with the ant and stuff is, is cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, when him, the ant dies. Yeah. He's like, you know. He's not entirely useless either. Like he's coming up with ideas of you know when they get the the the, the flicked cigarette and mm. stuff. He's he figures out like oh we can light these up and we can have like torches in the dark and all these things. Like mm. yeah, he's not entirely just like useless whiny child or anything. Like they all uh, kind of balance each other and they all you know have their like little inputs, uh, different situations and stuff, which is neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they 
they, they don't run out of like good ideas it ever feels like of obstacles and things that they have to face no and they're never really uh they never fall into like flubber so so much of the time it's just like all they've got is slapstick and not very good slapstick like mm. the same jokes the same kind of ideas like oh a man fall on his bum you know whatever it is <laughs> except for that one instance of you know blowing flubber out of your asshole <laughs> which is pretty you know that's it's inventive i suppose um yeah here it feels like they're never just repeating well the kids are falling down well the things are big it's like it's something different mm. something exciting each each scene yeah so the dad like accidentally turning the the sprinklers on while he's like trying yeah. oh, to that's the 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 effect of the water, water droplets hitting is so cool it's ridiculously cool it's like we, we talked in the Matrix uh, Revolutions about how at the end when Neo fights Smith for the last time, there's all the rain and they mm. were like, oh, rain doesn't like read on film that well mm. as like individual droplets. And we wanted like big individual droplets because we wanted it to look like kind of like, like the Matrix code and stuff. Mm. Mm. And they had to be like, we, we got globby water or whatever they called it. Yeah. This is like a step even bigger. I don't know how they did it. It's uh, um, amazing. These like water bomb things that would explode and like, yeah, it's yeah, such a yeah. cool effect for like, yeah, individual drops of water being like these yeah. bombs of like mud that they're having to run from. Yeah. And the fact that it's practical, like you can see the kids getting like hit, yeah. know, splashed and stuff. You're like, oh my God. It's, 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 it's so All exciting. of that is practical. It's like, what did they do? What do they make it out of? How did they like mm. thicken the water up and stuff to, because it's like, yeah, there's a, there's that. There's a whole kind of crazy level of uh, like mathematics and physics that you have to think about when something's that size. Mm. Like, how would it? Like the 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 perceived speed that it would move at when you're like a different size and stuff like that doesn't work. You can't go. Okay, they're supposed to be like you know five hundred times smaller. We'll make a water droplet that's five hundred times bigger than a drop of water, and we'll just drop that on them. But then, like, yeah. the speed that it would do it at doesn't work because gravity's different and all that stuff. So, yeah, like, there might be occasions where they're just like, oh, people can't even tell. It doesn't matter because it's, like, you know, it's so quick or whatever that we could get away with it. But then there's other stuff where it seems like they, they thought a lot about how all of that stuff works um, mm. and is really neat. Like, just um, the perspective of the camera, like, looking up from their point of view when they're tiny um, seeing like, you know, like a human walk into the room or something or whatever it is. Like it all mm. looks really, really good. Those perspectives always seem like the correct, you know, like focal length and everything like that to make you think that it would be that size. Mm. So you've got like the, the sprinklers turning on, making these water bomb droplets of water. You've got the the ant rocking up uh, when they find food and then they think, like, yeah, they're, like, fighting it. And I love them getting, like, bashed around. Like, they're really getting thrown around from this Yeah, end. yeah. But then they eventually do this, like, again, in that, that same kind of, like, like father, like son. They, like, make this little makeshift saddle for this ant that they're <laughs> riding and everything, which is cute. And they're doing the old, like, gag of, like, the carrot on a stick in front of it. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. With a bit of the cookie crumb. Um, and then at night, when the scorpion comes and, and fights, oh, that's fucking God. cool. Yeah, the scorpion's so cool and and genuine, genuinely scary. When it stabs the ant, you're like, no! It's really fucking scary. The ant and the scorpion are really, really impressive, um, like like little stop-motion miniatures at parts. The yeah, animation yeah. of the stop-motion is really, really smooth. It doesn't look yeah, I was like you're- say, it, it, um, it doesn't have that level of jank that, I don't know, makes stop-motion stuff, especially- like your Ed uh, 209 in Robocop yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. That that makes that stuff age so poorly. Mm. And then, of course, there's like a giant full-sized like puppet ant version of the ant as well. Mm. But yeah, that's like it's it, it sort of reminds me of like classic like original Godzilla from like the 30s when when King Kong's fighting the uh, the dinosaurs and stuff in the background, like rear projected. Mm. And stuff. It's got a bit of that that vibe to it as well. I really, I really dig it. And then, of course, you've got you've got your uh, excellent signposting set up and pay off when the kid, little Tommy, comes back the next day to, to <laughs> mow the lawn. <laughs> to mow the lawn. I love the dude. I, the soundtrack is really fun. Although, it, like, it's fun. Just, it's but, like the Looney Tunes. Well, it's fun. It's like fun, but kind of derivative. Like there are moments where it literally sounds like the fucking Simpsons theme song. 
there's a there's a bit of music that uh, or like, I think it's recurring that plays during the um the intro thing that sounds like that uh is that I think it's from a Looney Tunes cartoon like dan, 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 yeah dan, yeah dan, yeah dan, that's dan. all I knew it from was a Looney Tunes cartoon yeah yeah um and then there's but there's also a bit that uh yeah it sounds like kind of sounds like the Simpsons theme song mm. but it's still it, it, it's really effective. <laughs> I, I I wonder if that like piece of music from the Looney Tunes is a was it was it made originally for Looney Tunes or was it one of those like older pieces of you know like royalty free you know classic music or something and well, they both just the, had the same idea to use it. Uh, it, it yeah I think um I, the if I'm not mistaken the 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 like um is a track called Powerhouse B. Actually, sorry, I've, I've just looked this up. It is it is Powerhouse B, and uh, it says here uh, the the main title music incorporates cues from another track, uh, but also from Powerhouse B, uh, which is a song by Raymond Scott. Scott's piece was used without payment or credit, leading his estate to threaten legal action against Disney. Wow. Disney played an uh, Disney paid an undisclosed sum in an out of court settlement and changed the film's cue sheets to credit Scott. Oh, way to get yourself in fucking trouble there, dude. Yeah. James Horner, cheeky boy. Yeah, that's no good. That's funny because I was listening to I was like, this is because it's not strictly, it's not literally Powerhouse B, but it sounds so it much sounds like so it. so similar. Like it sounds like 90%. Yeah, yeah. The, the same thing, yeah. It sounds like one of those things where you go, okay, there's 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 homage and then there's, you know, stealing someone's shit. Bro. Yeah, no, but if there's actual like, yeah, legal action threatened and them disclosing out of court and stuff. Yeah, it's not just a it's not just a theory. It legitimately happened. And look at that, we learnt something on the fly together. <laughs> that was literally there was there was probably people listening who were experiencing that like uh, the 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 frustration of waiting for the protagonists to figure something out that they already know. <laughs> uh. Well, yeah, like the only time I've ever heard that being acknowledged of the like kind of like the te- something being used for a temp score and then. Basically, just getting like a cover version made of it, and then reused in a movie is from Three Hundred. What did they use there? So it was from the 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 film Titus. Okay, which is a like another Greek, like ancient Greek, ancient Roman period film with Anthony Hopkins, I believe. Ah, cool. and that was what it's one of the only times that they actually like Warner Brothers actually acknowledged. That happening, ah. um, so that's interesting. That like, I guess this isn't technically acknowledgement from Di- on part of Disney. They just settled out of court or whatever. Where'd you learn artificial respiration? French class, kid. Oh, French class. You're talking about like in Little Russ earlier. I like I like Little Russ. Ah, Little Russ is fine. I like I like uh, I like the little I like Ron more. You like Ron. I like yeah, I like Little Russ be, just because in 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 you know in your teenage archetypes in an eighties movie like your Breakfast Club, he's supposed to be the jock, but I like that he's the jock that doesn't want to be a jock or isn't good at being a jock. Yeah, yeah. And is more of like a quiet, not- sensitive type. Yeah, he's a sensitive type. He's quiet. He's not all arrogant and a ladies' man or anything. No, it's cute. But he's. In in the end, he is the ladies' man because he gets the lady. He gets the lady because he he learnt from French class the uh, resuscitation. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a fucking stupid joke. Uh, they end the movie on that note. Yeah, with a little uh, like an Irish shut, and then he's like, "Wait, wait, wh- oh, yeah. what? Oh, what is it? <laughs> the movie's not over yet." I know I got them confused before, but uh, I like Nick, the Wayne's son. I like the little kid with the glasses. He's very funny. Yeah. He's got a lot of really good lines when they come out of the garbage bag. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, Toto. I don't think we're in the food chain anymore, Dorothy. <laughs> like shit like that. There's like those little lines where you're like, this little kid shouldn't be that witty. Yeah, yeah, kids yeah. Kids aren't that witty. No. But I like movie kids being that witty. It's funny. Yeah. He's wearing a he's wearing a little white coat and yeah. he's got glasses. Like I love you. You can kind of call it kind of like lazy, like you know, set up and pay off with the lawnmower. But I feel like enough time passes 
once you actually get into the adventure that you kind of forget about the lawnmower. Yeah, yeah. And it comes back as this like big final kind of threat. It's cool. And it is really threatening, but I love that idea. He's like Tom Sawyering his way out of doing work. Like that's that mm. classic thing where Tom Sawyer has to paint the paint the fence and that's then all right. these kids come along and he 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 not only convinces them to paint the fence for him but he convinces them to pay him to let them paint the fence and that's <laughs> yeah. like what he's doing here where he's like throw in a box of, bo- box of cookies and then you can mow my lawn for me with yeah. this remote controlled lawnmower and stuff yeah that's the line i really like when uh the kid's like like hey slazinski you ever do anything normal like play baseball he's like no baseball is for mortals <laughs> 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 weird shit uh and there's a, another bit that made me laugh too. Um, with the Amy's talking on the phone to a friend or something, and she's like, "Oh, they broke up for religious reasons. He thought he was God. She disagreed, or <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was." Again, like lines that um, this in in the best possible way has the the coveted IGN something for everyone, fun <laughs> for the whole family. Well, it's like the like the the son and daughter are quirky enough that you can see them being the children of these two parents. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm a totally normal teenage girl who wants to go to the prom. I'm totally uh, normal and developed, you know, not not weird in the slightest way. But then also here's my fucking dad who's a wacky inventor scientist. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, they're all, they, they feel like, you know, uh, the, the children of those parents. Yeah, I think this is where, where a movie like... Um Mighty Ducks or uh, Richie Rich. I mean, Richie Richie Rich less so. Richie Rich is kind of cartoony and and heightened, mm. but um, Mighty Ducks certainly where it's you know you're supposed to believe these characters. The, the characters are all kind of one dimensional. Here they mm. feel you know for for a movie that's so uh, like high concept and cartoonish, much like Richie Rich, they feel more three dimensional mm. than yeah. than anyone in in Mighty Ducks, a movie that's far more grounded, you know? Yeah, true, true. Yeah, and it's nice. It's not, like, overdone, uh, like, really trying to, like, drive some sort of, like, you know, moral message home, but it's like, no, but people have these little arcs and they, you know, learn to understand something. Big Russ is just happy that 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 his kids are back. He's like, that's okay. You don't have to play football if you don't want to. That's all good. Yeah, uh, there's a... a, um a New York Times review read uh, that the movie is as sweet, funny, and straightforward as its title. And I think that's that's right. This movie really does do what it says on the box, but that's not a diss. That's not like a... No, not at all. Know, it, it does everything it sets out to do incredibly effectively. Yeah. I feel like this is this is that kind of movie where they they pulled everything off just right, that it's an excellent movie, and you're like, wow, this is great. And then... Other movies try to replicate this for like a cheap yeah. kids movie, and so yeah. then over the decades now, when you if you saw a trailer like this for a kids movie, you would just look like oh, it's it's a it's a new Despicable Me, it's a this or a that. Like it feels just like some like lazy children's movie cash in. You know, yeah, sort of this thing. feels like it. It almost does the Home Alone thing, where like Home Alone did a thing and did it really well, and then people went, oh, that's like. There's money, there's gold in them hills and just kind of Home Alone clones start coming out. Yeah. This feels like, and to a point where you think of Home Alone and you kind of go, ah, it's just that fucking movie that, that you know, spawned, a, launched a thousand, you know, clones. But then you go back and w- watch it and you go, oh, no, this is, this excels in some way, shape or form. This, like, mm, yeah. there's a reason that this is the, is the you know, uh, the proto whatever or, you know, this is, this is the blueprint that those other shittier movies were working from. Mm, exactly, and then this one—it's the same with this. This this movie is the real deal, mm. super fun and entertaining, and yeah, it's funny, it's charming, like all the way through, even when there isn't like a gag happening or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like I, there were plenty of moments that had me like laughing out loud, and I don't know—they felt like well-earned laughs. They weren't cheap. They were because you know I I'd, I'd spent like I laughed so hard at that the scene with the the police talking to Big Russ because we'd spent all this time getting to know Big Russ and seeing him in that situation and reacting to that situation was really fucking funny. That's like, yeah, good good comedy in a, in a movie that could have gotten away with just like, whoa, the kids are falling down and there's a mud river. Like, <laughs> it could have just been that for 90 minutes. Yeah. 
Rick Moranis is spinning around. <laughs> you know, it could have been really he can't fucking. Can't find his couch. <laughs> he fell on his bottom because his couch is small. <laughs> exactly, it could have been really fucking. Uh, you know, fun for for the kids, but torturous for the adults. I think this this sits in a really nice middle ground. Mm. And then, of course, once they do finally get back across the yard, and the parents have found them, then they have to like figure out like, oh, but what made the machine work that won't turn them into applesauce when we mm. when we shoot at them <laughs> again and then they then they're like yeah play the the charades of baseball to figure out that the baseball block and the laser bing bang mm. boom big russ takes the plunge to test it out on himself you know so again it's like gives you a little bit more to like you know like big russ for a little bit more redeeming quality there's a great guy where he's a, his hat's bigger when he yeah, comes back. It's just like it's just like he wasn't quite as big as he was before. His hat's a little too loose now. That's so funny. Yeah, that's a really cute little one. And then I like how the movie ends with like, oh, they're all like the they're they're good friends now, the neighbors. And it's mm. like it's like it feels like the Homers and the Flanders is getting along. Yeah, yeah. And they've totally. got this huge turkey for Thanksgiving. And it's like, yeah, of course. Like there's that whole kind of sub plot idea of like oh well when the shrink ray does work we'll be millionaires like mm. this is this is an actual application that'll take off and it'll make a lot of money they're like of course we'll make a, a beautiful roast turkey bigger and a, and a giant dog treat for the dog <laughs> yeah it's cute i like the dog um biting him on the ankle just before he's gonna like eat the the cheerios that the yeah i like in. that the dog is helpful and not a fucking idiot yeah yeah and that he even has a character development growth where he stands up to the cat in the end. Yeah. He doesn't get scared away yeah. from the cat. Cat's blocking the entrance and he barks at the cat. He goes, get lost. Yeah, overall, super duper fucking cute, funny, charming movie. Really, really glad that it's that it's as good as I remember. That like, yeah, I can watch it as an adult and be like, oh, I remember how exciting this was as a kid. Mm. And not like, yeah, be... Don't have any of that adult cynicism creeping in or anything. Yeah. Being like, no, oh, no, this is this is that or this is whatever. Yeah. Well, as someone just brimming with cynicism, I'm I'm thrilled to say that I really enjoyed this movie too. It cut through my cynicism. It shrunk my cynicism. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fuck. Maybe uh, we should thought of that to start the episode with. Oh well. Uh. Yeah, like for 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 all of its you know great qualities, if the only couple of things that we can point out that kind of don't age so well is a couple of the special effects shots, it's like fucking, yeah, who cares? Yeah, yeah, totally. I could go back and watch this movie quickly. Do it, do it, it before feels- before Shrunk comes out. <laughs> although although Rick Moranis is coming out. Excuse me, Rick Moranis is coming out of retirement for that. So is he? Okay, I ah. Uh, my, sh- cool. my my cynicism has been blown up to to its full size again, and I'm and I'm not confident in that. Even if Rick Moranis is coming back for it, these days I've been burnt too many times with oh this this actor is returning to it for the after thirty <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah, they're you back. Kind of, Harrison you, you Ford's kind of, back for Star Wars. Harrison Ford's yeah. back for Blade Runner. See, I think that's that's an instance where a bit of cynicism is probably helpful. Yeah. Cause you know you don't go like oh Harrison Ford is back for, back to play uh, Han Solo you're like no 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 Harrison Ford is back for a paycheck <laughs> Rick Moranis is back to pay some bills mm, p- potentially who knows we'll, we'll find out thank you very much for listening we hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you did enjoy it and you'd like to to support the podcast we always say that recommending the podcast to a friend is is the most helpful thing you can do to spread it around. But if you wanna if you wanna help us out lining our pockets with our paychecks, <laughs> you can do that by heading over to patreon.com forward slash rose tinted review, where from starting at three dollars a month, you get access to all of our exclusive content over there. All sorts of all sorts of goodies. Links to all of our social medias are in the description where you can let us know what you thought of the episode and answer our question of the episode. If you could eat one oh, yeah, type if you of get shrunk down and it, yeah, yeah, one type of bicky or one type of food that you reckon would just be fucking boss to eat small. Yeah. What would it be? Oh, man. Um, marshmallow. I want to fuck Ooh. with a marshmallow. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be pretty uh, cool. 
That's an interesting thing. I think like a lot of confectionery has would have like the same texture at a microscopic level. Like yeah. eating that cream from like an Oreo biscuit would still be like the cream from an Oreo biscuit. If it was like, mm. oh, I want bacon, but be like that big. Like what's the like yeah, the, well, the grain gonna say, like, level of the meat kind of like yeah. stuff? It's like what's that going to be like now? Mm. Yeah, that would be weird. That's weird. I don't know. Let's not think too hard about that. Yeah. I love my like gummy dinosaurs. And you can have that same moment where you go like, oh, it's a dinosaur. And then you go, oh, no, it's not. It's a, it's a huge <laughs> gummy. And then I can just munch on it for years and years and years. The, the, the insulin's so big it can't, it can't give me diabetes because I'm so little. <laughs> I can just keep eating this gummy. <laughs> next week, Connor, what are you going to pick? Okay, next week, uh, we've been doing a lot of kids flicks recently. I want to... I wanna- pivot to something a little more adult that'll probably help because yeah we're we're in like a broken record of being like hey honey i shrunk the kids is kind of like flubber and jumanji and richie rich <laughs> and you're like yo you mean the last like three episodes yeah yeah well pivoting from richie rich to guy richie i want to hit up lock stock and two smoking barrels Ooh, cool yes yeah. much more adult and yeah we haven't hit up any of his movies yet Sounds like a good plan. We always recommend that you should watch the movie yourself before checking out the episode to get even extra context. And join us next time when we find out if our hindsight is truly 2020 or if we have just been wearing rose-tinted glasses. No! I'll tell you, their size. That backyard is like 10 miles. Giant blades of grass. Huge insects. It's a jungle out there. They're going to head right for the house. Ah! Yeah, you're probably right. Just got to keep our eyes open.